Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Over the course of all of my grinder hookup situations, when we're kind of messaging back and forth and trying to figure out if we're going to actually hook up or what's going on or they want to see photos or they ask me things or whatever, the second that I say that I have a pink dick, the guy just immediately like fucking creams their pants and they just like can't even deal with the idea and the notion that, that my dick is pink and honestly i just don't understand why that turns guys on so much is is what do you guys think is that a thing are you into pink dicks like everybody else that i encounter seems to be as i sat there in that moment at High Tops during happy hour with Kahoy and a couple of his Asian friends. And they asked me the question. I realized at that moment that that was the first time that I had ever like thought about what to say in response to that question to myself. I mean, listen, you guys, I've always just been into what I'm into in regards to what physically I am attracted to in men. And generally speaking, I typically veer towards the men. Okay, let's just put it this way. I really just like my meat well done. So in other words, I usually go for guys that are really just any other race aside from my own. And it was in that moment as they asked me that very question, what type of guy are you into? And as I processed the question in my head, I realized that I liked every other thing except for the white guy. But I don't really know why I'm not into white guys. I just feel like I've always just not been into white guys. And I didn't even realize it until just now. And as I answered the question and then everybody else 
successfully took their turn answering their question. I realized that all of these Asian boys were just describing the exact same guy. You know, the stereotypical hot jock top, um, Abercrombie and Fitch, model-esque, hot-abbed, perfect Prince Charming. Was the type of guy that every single one of these guys were into, except for me. So I sat there and I thought, what the fuck? Why am I not in to white guys? I just don't know the answer to that question. And so in that moment, Kahoy being his bubbly and charming personality that he is, he challenged me to try it. Give the white boys a go. And so in that moment, I was given what we have officially later dubbed the pink dick challenge where I was to sleep with 10 guys within a month that were all white and report back at that very same bar with that very same group of guys with my results and my findings and whether I liked it or not or what happened, all of it, I would just sit there and spill that pink dick challenge tea. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's explore the entire notion of what it means to accept that pink dick challenge. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loud-mouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that really just is the pinkest dick that you have ever heard in the podcast world, my gay expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to actually take up your friends on something that would be called a pink dick challenge. And you guys, Seriously, it really happened. I slept with 10 white guys that I sought out on Grindr within a month. And then I did show up to High Tops with Kahoy and his other friends that I can't remember their names because this was such a long time ago and reported back with the results. So I'll express each and every one of those 10 pink dick sexual encounters and let you know exactly what happened and how I scored them, rated them, felt about them. All of it, we'll talk about all of that fucked up pink dick shit this week. But we're really just also going to focus on like, what is your physical type of guy that you're into? It's like one of those situations, you guys, where I really just do feel that I am into, well, really just any other race except for my own. And I, I never really 
consciously thought about it until that question was passed my way. And I really don't know the real reasons why. And I probably really should just unpack all of that shit with my therapist, if I'm to be quite honest. But, you know, I just really typically veer away from white boys. But you guys, listen, it's not just in guys that I like. I tend to gravitate towards my friendships. They're all of every other race as well. So in turn, what that usually means is all of my friends who are not white are all in to white boys. So if you think about it, it's actually really good for me because when we're all out at the club or a bar and we're like trying to hit on guys, generally they're not the same one. So we're like, I don't have to worry about that competition aspect with my friends. And I don't think I've ever even been in that specific situation before. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to talk about what we're into and why we're into it. And I want to talk a little bit about like interracial dating and how we've kind of tried to sort of maneuver through that journey in current day society, but how, you know, somewhere like San Francisco might be a little bit more open to that, but there are still places out there that look down on that shit. And even if you're gay, they still look down on that shit. And why? (laughs) And what's your type of guy? Like physically, what is the one thing that just drives you crazy about a guy every time you see it? And that's the question that we're asking this week in the Your Gay Expose segment. So we'll collect some of those answers this week and find out what all of you bitches out there are into. But first, before we actually go through the motions of going on Grindr and adjusting our filter to uh, pretty much anything but white guys. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, ugh, fuck, oh, God, ugh, what was I even trying to fucking say there? Ugh. Jesus, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a (laughs) re-expose. All right, you guys. So last week's expose, what you may need to know behind the show, I love how it turned out, I have to say. Truthfully, I sort of felt like as I maneuvered through the journey and I realized that a lot of the like listeners that are coming on new each and every week, we're asking some of the most repetitive questions about what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? What does that mean? Like explain this. And like, just, I just felt like I just needed to take all the things that I said on a regular basis and just clarify them just a little bit more so that all of you new listeners to the show are just a little bit more in the know or what you may need to know behind the show. (laughs) <laughs> but you guys, I it just it was kind of a clusterfuck, admittedly, when I was trying to put the episode together and I didn't really know how it was going to turn out. And I honestly, at one point, thought I might have to shelf the idea, but it turned out so good. Do you see how everything sort of just came together like a fucking puzzle? It 
It's the perfect little My Gay Expose podcast puzzle. <laughs> and so, anyway, I just wanted to point out that I just had so much fun putting that together last minute last week. But I just wanted to remind all of you, I don't even realize if I said this already or not. So just forgive me if I did. So what happened is my roommate recently actually got fired from his job. So my recording sessions I have to do when I'm alone in the house, they haven't been as consistent as they have been in the past because my fucking roommate, he's home all the time now. And he's like loud as fuck and plays music and cooks all the time and gets on the phone with his like sisters and like starts screaming at them. Like all kinds of crazy shit. So let's just say it's not exactly the quietest environment to record a podcast episode. So as a result, he just went to LA to visit his sister. And I've legitimately recorded like seven, I think eight actually episodes back to back to back to back so that I can get a bunch of them under my belt. So I'm just, I'm sure at that moment, if if that bitch doesn't get a job in eight weeks, then there's a problem. (laughs) But What I say all that to say, I'm just, I've recorded so much, my brain's a little fried, and I can't remember if I mentioned this, but I just wanted to point out, just in case, that I made a few updates to the bossy power bottom wear line that you can find on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R A O N I Washburn.com, as well as MyGayExposePodcast.com. I took away a few of the pieces that really weren't doing well. I sort of decided that the ones that had too much like language on them or like you had to actually look at them longer to read the entire dialogue that like that was just too much I needed them to be just shorter simple straight to the point and so I eliminated a few different pieces and I added two specific pieces that I'd like to bring attention to and the first is honorary cum dump (laughs) done in a t-shirt and the second t-shirt that I added is jockstrap inspector, or I actually, I think it's official jockstrap inspector. So those are two new showcased pieces that you can find on Bossy Power Bottom, wear and pick for your next upcoming gay or pride event. So check it out when you get the chance, RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And, you know, also MyGayExposePodcast.com. And last but most, certainly not least, before we segue into the rest of this week's expose, just want to remind you once again, please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Links in this week's show notes, links in all of my social media bios, links in all of my websites. If you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation first let's get your gay expose and this week the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you the listeners what aspect in a guy physically or visually is your type of guy or like what do you seek out what do you look for what is that thing that turns your head when that guy walks by you. So let's get some of those responses now. Hey, 
Michael says, a muscular upper body with a nice chest. Jeremy says, I'm into the classic look. The tall, dark, and handsome perfectly sums up my type of guy. Mar says, big ass and thighs. The last piece of Popeye's in the box. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. You like guys with a big ass and thighs or you are really turned on by the last piece of Popeye's in the box. <laughs> ben says, I'm really into pretty boys or that boy next door look. Walter said, I like tall, dark, and handsome. Wait, did somebody else already say that? I think so. <laughs> Brian says, that's a hard one. It really depends on the guy and the bearing of their vibe. I think consistently, though, I would have to say it would be legs and ass. Sergio says, physical ranges for me. I can like a twink to a daddy, fit to thick. Personality carries a lot, but if his face isn't one that I could kiss, there's probably no chance that I'd be turned on by them. Unless, of course, I'm really drunk and the rest of their body, ass and cock, etc. are hot and I just want some sex. But other than that, I do have a friend that I fucked with really bad teeth and the sex was so good. Although I haven't hooked up with him in a while. <laughs> So, you know, the one thing I have to say about Sergio that I absolutely love is like he literally just does not miss one specific detail. <laughs> Thanks for the Sergio answer this week, Sergio. <laughs> Jeffrey says, tall, dark, and handsome for me. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm getting over this tall, dark, and handsome bullshit. That's like the third one, right? Or is it two? I think it's the third one. Is it the third one? Kyle says, hmm, not sure that there's only one trait. I mean, a nice ass always grabs my attention, but also a cute face. I'm a sucker for boyish guys. Robert says, white translucent pink dick. <laughs> All right, you guys, so this is actually my most recent ex and clearly why he was with me in the first place. But also, he actually openly disclosed to me that in his regular life when he's like single and hooking up and whatnot, like he actually will only sleep with guys that have pink dick. So what an ironic twist to this week's expose. <laughs> Ethan says... Oh my God, you guys, I can't with this shit. Here's another one. Tall, dark, and handsome. Really? <laughs> Come on. Paul says, I'm really open to most looks, but I will say, if a guy has ugly feet, that is, for me, the deal breaker. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious, are you checking guys out wearing flip-flops? <laughs> 
<laughs> just wondering. <laughs> David says, dad bod all the way. <laughs> I'm not opposed to a little dad bod, truth be told. It is pretty hot sometimes if it's proportioned correctly. <laughs> Lisa says, anything but preppy. <laughs> yeah, Lisa's into like the bad boys for sure. <laughs> and why wouldn't she be? I am too. <laughs> Casey says, All right, you guys, seriously, like the whole tall, dark, and handsome thing. What the fuck? Can anyone else think of anything else besides the most basic answer in the goddamn book? <laughs> Matthew says, a cute smile and, of course, a butt. Alan says, I like muscular and very hairy legs. Dominic says, I have a weakness for guys with pretty eyes. Peter says, you already know that I'm really just in to little white twinks. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> oh, I can verify. Jesse says, what I like most about a guy might not be physical per se. It's more about the confidence. But when you physically see a person carrying themselves in a confident way, that to me is the biggest turn on. And honestly, I have fallen once or twice for the bad boy style, wrong type of guy as a result. <laughs> oh my God, Jesse, I am right fucking there with you. If the guy is the absolute worst for me, then that's the one that I fucking want. <laughs> I hear you on that uh, for sure. Kelsey says, <laughs> oh my fucking, okay, you guys. <laughs> so Kelsey is a friend of mine that I met on the AIDS life cycle last year and she's a lesbian. So this is her response Dick size. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I did ask the question with a guy being the underlying tone of like what you're into about a guy. So apparently, Kelsey, who identifies as lesbian, likes dick size. <laughs> Kevin says... <laughs> Oh my God, what a fucking stupid bitch. So you guys, <laughs> Kevin, apparently what he's into in a guy most is as follows. <laughs> Big cock. <laughs> and as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant cluster fuck really just all over the place. And, you know, it sort of sounds like you guys are just really in to what you're into. And I can't fault not a one of you for it. <laughs> so on that note, let me tell you all the reasons why 
it was actually a challenge for me to actually sit on 10 pink dicks because that's just really something that I'm just not into. So we'll have to find out what happens next. But don't worry if you didn't get your answer read this week. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. Oh, and you can also catch the question like all the time on mygayexposepodcast.com and it gets updated each and every week. And you can submit your answer there. Just click on the info page and scroll down a little bit and you'll find it there. So now on that note, let's get my gay expose and you'll find out all the reasons why I decided to take up Kahoy on this pink dick challenge. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster and it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. First of all, I'd like to start off by saying that I have slept with so many white guys in my life. So this is not just a blind situation where I just don't actually ever sleep or have never slept with white guys. I definitely have, but this was the first moments before I dabbled in pink dick that I realized that I wasn't really sleeping with white guys. I wasn't really even seeking them out. I wasn't even into them. And truth be told, as we've all seen on Real Housewives of Potomac, according to Candace, her husband, Chris, who is white, has a brown dick. And I'm sure that if you've slept with your fair share of white guys, you know that white guys don't always have pink dicks. So in my personal experience, the pinker the dick, typically that just means the guy has a more of a fair complexion. Not necessarily on the ginger side of things per se, but it definitely does, you know, have to do with the melanin in the skin or lack 
thereof. <laughs> so there are white guys with brown dicks out there. Candace is not wrong, you guys. I'm pretty confident that it's true. Her husband, I'm sure, has a brown dick. I've seen more brown dicks on white guys than I have pink. So just for the record, when I specifically sought out these 10 white guys, it was situations where I would go back and forth with them on Grindr. Clearly, we would show each other nudes, etc. And I had to make sure before I went over to their house to fuck that their dick, in fact, was pink. So I was definitely asking for those dick pics to verify in this process. <laughs> yeah, so let's just get all that out of the way and just know that that's what we're doing. But, you know, it's just really one of those weird things, you guys, like I mentioned. Like, that was really the first time sitting there in high tops when they asked me that question. And I just didn't even realize until that moment that I really just don't seek out white boys. I never consciously acknowledged it to myself in my head. I just, I mean, I liked what I liked. And I definitely dabbled in the darker meat. That's just my fucking type. And when I say my that I like my meat well done, you guys, I really just mean I pretty much like anything. Like anything from Asian to South Asian, Black, Hispanic, fucking Arab, all of it. I, I really, there, I don't fucking discriminate. Come one, come all. Take a ride on the Ronnie Washburn train. But I definitely like my meat well done. So that's just what I've always done. That's what I've been into. And that's just who I specifically seek out. So, you know, I really do feel, now that I sit back and think about it, that I'm, I'm thinking the reason why I potentially just don't really specifically seek out white guys is because I grew up in Roseville, California, otherwise known as literally like population zero any other race besides white people. So in other words, it was a very white city and it was just all fucking white people. So, you know, growing up and just even into my adult life, all I was ever surrounded by was white people. So when I moved to San Francisco and as we all know, because San Francisco is a fucking hub, you literally get people who move there for jobs from like all over the fucking world. And I think that was one of the things when I first moved here that I just loved so much about the city is that there's just somebody from any fucking walk of life that you could possibly imagine. And I love learning about different cultures, different places in the world that people have lived in. It's just, and of course, having sex with them is also good as well. I mean, it's just, I just very life enriching. And that's just really what I sought out. But again, like I mentioned prior, because I think that, you know, I, I just like I was so whitewashed, literally no pun intended my entire life. I just just gravitate to anybody else but white people, whether I mean to or not. That's just how it is, even in my friendships. But you guys, as a result, my friendships from people from every other race besides my own, you guessed it. They're all no matter what race they are, only almost exclusively in to white guys. So now I get it. Now I understand it. Now it's like one of those things that we all know white guys generally just statistically, whether we like it or not, get more attention than any other race. 
And that's just what it is. And that's just something that we can't change. But truth be told, it really made me finally fucking take a step back and realize that maybe it is because I grew up looking at myself in the mirror every single day and just not being attracted to myself personally and surrounding myself, but nothing but white people that when I finally got to a space where I was surrounded by so much diversity, I just was loving it. I recently was seeing a black guy and he just moved here from LA and, you know, we've been hanging out for quite a while and just really hit it off. Things are going really well, blah, 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 etc. So he actually has this project that he had been working on for years and it's a play and he had performed it a few times in Los Angeles and he even did like they made a, f- a short film of this specific play and the storyline was basically two black friends who basically were dating like white guys. So in other words, like it was a black guy and his black friend and this specific main character black friend was like falling in love and dating this white guy. And then his other white friend was like sitting at the dinner and the, you know, opening monologue of the play and whatnot. And it was just this whole story about the struggle of you know, a black guy dating a white guy, his black friends not into him dating the white guy, and the white guy's white friends not into him dating the black guy. And there's two specific situations where they have dialogue back and forth about what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Blah, 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 etc. So when this guy actually presented me with the play and I read it, and I think I thought to myself in my head, because You know, again, I live in this cute little cozy San Francisco Bay bubble where I'm just so fully immersed in my life and all of my friends and just the diverse cultural background of all of my friendships and guys I'm dating and all of it. And I just it's normal for my life. It's normal for me to be in these situations with these different types of people. And so when the strong underlying tone of his play was basically the goods and the bads of interracial dating. I told him, I was like, you know, I don't really feel like there's like a need for that story to be told in San Francisco specifically because according to what I feel and know, I see interracial interactions everywhere, all around me. And, you know, when we were actually discussing this back and forth, we were both pretty drunk. And, I, you know, a couple of days later, we were hanging out sober and he like kind of told me that he was like, you know, I was kind of taken back by how you perceived my play. And, you know, the fact that the storyline is actually about the goods and the bads of interracial dating. And that's like the main theme and plot of the actual play itself. And it's like a story that I feel needs to be told. And you sort of just like fluffed it off. Like you felt like it shouldn't be that much of an issue. And I realized his point. And I think his point was that, yes, it is a story that needs to be told. Like I stated before, even though we're gay and that's looked down on in some parts of the country, there are still people out there that will look at you even more if you're interracially dating. And it just doesn't make sense that we as a gay community are, you know, we've been persecuted in our past and we've finally gotten to a place in our lives where we are moving forward and becoming just so proud of who we are as individuals but yet still in the gay community everybody seems to only want the white boys 
So what the fuck? Why is it? Why do I feel like I'm legitimately like the only one out there that isn't really into white guys? I just don't get it. So, you know, again, you know, as I'm sitting there at this bar with these friends and we're all discussing like our type of guy and I literally watch every single one of them like describe the exact same perfect white boy, I realized I might be a little unique and maybe it's not San Francisco. Maybe it's just me. So when this challenge was presented to me, I decided to take them up on it and I'll just see what all the fucking fuss is about. So you guys, this is the story of all of these 10 guys that I decided to conquer on that pink dick challenge. First up, we've got Jason. Now, as a little side note, I have to say, ironically, it's so crazy. I got only nine names out of the 10 guys that I slept with. One of the guys, I don't really remember his name. And I don't remember if I just didn't get his name or I just don't remember what it is. But I only remember nine names. And again, ironically, they're just <laughs> such... They're all just so stereotypical white guy names. It's just fucking hysterical. So yeah, that was just a little ironic twist to the plot of this story. So Jason was the first of the 10. And he was a very tall, towering 6'4". And he had a really fucking big pink dick. But here's the thing, you guys. When I went over drunk, I think he actually might have been drunk too. And he basically couldn't keep that giant pink dick hard. So in other words, I was like on all fours on his bed and he was like fumbling around back there. And I could just tell like he was having a hard time keeping it hard and it kept popping out of my ass. And I was beginning to take it personal. I was like, can I not keep him hard? Whether or not he was drunk and that was the issue, that's what I would like to believe it was. I'd rather not focus on the fact or the idea that it was actually maybe that he wasn't attracted to me. But he definitely did try to go through the motions of fucking me. And you guys, when I say that he tried to go through the motions of fucking me, he did just that. Tried because he didn't succeed. And in fact, we didn't even finish. So it looks like Jason... Guy number one, pink dick, number one, was a dud. The second of the pink dicks was Keith. <laughs> Another typical white boy name. Oh my God. But Keith, honestly, out of all 10, he was probably the prettiest and the cutest in the face. But What's crazy about his face specifically was that I, you know, I remember we started, I think he was fucking me from behind doggy style. Things were actually kind of going pretty well. But then when I flipped over on my back and he started like kind of fucking me missionary style, his face was right above mine. And you guys, even though his pretty face was the cutest, he definitely had the ugliest sex face of all time. His cum face specifically was just so weird and just 
awkward and just so distracting from the entire sexual experience that I hate to admit it, but I was not able personally to get myself off because I was so distracted by all the weird looking fucking faces that Keith made. (laughs) So pink dick number two was also a dud. Dick number three was Cameron. (laughs) Another white boy name. Cameron was, you guys, I hate to say this, but if his dick was not penetrated in my ass, I probably actually would have felt fallen asleep because he was that just stereotypical, boring, like repetitive thrust over and over and over and just like the same motion, no emotion in his face, no sounds came out of his mouth. He didn't say anything like it literally it was very fucking awkward to a place that when he finally came, I didn't even realize he came because he made no sound and he just pulled out and I was like, oh, did uh, Oh, okay. Okay, good for you. (laughs) So pink dick number three, Cameron, was also a dud. Pink dick number four was... Are you ready? Are you guys ready for this name? (laughs) Another stereotypical white boy name known as Dylan. (laughs) Dylan. Oh my God. And you guys, listen, Dylan's photo on his Grindr profile, it looked a certain way. He was pretty cute and attractive. And when I went over to his house, he looked far younger than that photo actually described. Like he literally, no joke, looked like he was a fucking 17 year old. Even though I know that he was clearly over fucking 21. He definitely looked so young, he had like a baby face, all of it, almost to a place where I'm so glad that I was drunk in this specific situation because like, I don't even know if I could have gone through with it if I hadn't been. But it was very clear when Dylan and I had sex that the look of his age like simultaneously contributed to his lack of experience because the sex was so bad, you guys. You could just tell. It felt like it's like third or fourth time. So pink dick number four, Dylan, was also a dud. Pink dick number five. (laughs) This is probably the whitest white boy name of all of them. Are you ready? Seth. <laughs> not not even joking. Seth was this guy's name. Now, here's the thing, you guys. Seth, I sort of knew before this whole challenge kind of occurred. So I sort of knew him actually through Kahoy, like through friends. Like I didn't know him well. I just sort of knew of him. And as I started like maneuvering through social life in SF, I realized that Seth was pretty much that social butterfly or like the San Francisco city socialite. Like every guy wanted Seth because he had like a really muscular body. He had that hot jock top look and 
every guy seemed to be just so into him. And I didn't really understand it because, again, not really into white boys. But when I went over to Seth's place and his body looked just as good as all of his photos and, you know, as I've seen him out remembering what his body looked like, when he dropped his pants, you guys, literally it was like that pinky dick. So his dick was so tiny that I kind of was like shocked. And I just, again, had several shots, was a little buzzed and probably couldn't have gone through with it if I was sober. But I kind of felt bad and I wanted to give him a go. And well, let's just say I don't really know if he fully made it into my ass, but he definitely came like at least on my asshole. So (laughs) whether or not he actually made it in or not, that's I, I don't really know. But at least he got off. So clearly, Seth, pink dick number five was a dud. Dick number six was Joel. <laughs> Another fucking typical uh, white boy name. Okay, so Joel was, uh, you guys, he was pretty attractive. At first, we started making out and things were going really well. But the second we started penetrating one another, he started making these like really awkward squawky moans. And it was so fucking distracting it wouldn't stop either. Like there was no break in the moans. They just, it literally sounded like some kind of animal that I can't even describe was dying. It was like, it was really hard to listen to almost to a place where I just wanted him to quickly get off so that I could get the fuck out of there because it was so awkward. But of course, because I wanted him to come so quickly, Uh, He was probably the one that lasted the longest with all of his squawky, moany, like, like, oh, it was so, I, uh, uh, I just, I cringe thinking back in that moment. So it would seem that pink dick number six, Joel, was also a dud. Dick number seven. You guys, I have to say, I am getting off more on these names than anything else that could be described out of any of these stories so far. So let's see if pink dick number seven, Mark, (laughs) uh, can hold true to like maybe surpassing some of these other guys. But I really, you know, the thing is, is Mark actually was sexually good in bed, but there was a problem. I was distracted by the fact that when I walked into his house, his house was like so dirty and disgusting and like he didn't even bother to pick anything up around his house, even to a place where it's like, I think he just didn't want to show me his sheets on his bed. So when we were like actually fucking having sex on his bed, like he had like a sleeping bag over his bed and I like walked in and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And again, I was also drunk. So I was like, okay, let's just fucking do it. Get it out of the way. But I am so grossed out by like, literally you guys like socks and underwear laying on the ground. Like it was so fucking disgusting. And you guys, 
the worst part of the story, as much as I hate to say this, is while he was fucking me, he like kind of moved me around and I sort of shuffled on the sleeping bag itself. And I put my fucking hand in gum that was like on the sleeping bag. <laughs> so clearly it would seem that pink dick number seven mark was obviously a duh. Dick number eight was he this is the actually the guy that I didn't get his name or possibly can't really remember what his name was either way I really just went over for a fuck and I think I was probably the most drunk during this specific encounter and maybe that's why I don't remember the name but he basically he was like a bear pretty attractive for a bear like kind of muscly pretty well built so I thought that this was going to be like a good sexual encounter. He was really aggressive at first during foreplay. Things were going really well. He kind of just ripped my clothes off me. I was like, oh, okay, let's do this. But you guys, the second he took his like fucking shirt off and his clothes started coming off, I was just like slapped in the fucking face with the overwhelming scent of B.O. to a place where it was so potent and so bad that I couldn't concentrate. I was so distracted by it. It was... Another one of those situations where, thankfully, I was drunk and I just let him have at it. And I do feel that if it wasn't for the smell, the sex actually might have been good. But the the B.O. just outweighed the sex. And I just, once again, the nameless bear was clearly a dud. I know the question that you guys are all just dying to know. Do I actually have like a good sexual encounter on this list of these 10 white boys? Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> Isn't it? Is the like suspense just killing you? Are you on the edge of your seat? <laughs> okay, so pink dick number nine, <laughs> again, another white boy name was Dane. <laughs> but you guys, Dane actually, uh, and I'm so annoyed by this one specifically and I remember being pretty drunk when I showed up at his door because this was definitely one of those scenarios where it was a total catfish situation so I don't know if his grinder profile photo was just old or when he was more in shape or whatever have you but like he opened the door and he was at least 15 pounds heavier than his photo described and so I ended up going in and doing it anyway because, like, I was getting towards the end of the month and I had to, like, you know, like, cash in on my 10 guys for the month or whatever. But, like, I I just, it was really fucking awkward because I, you know, aside from the idea that he was a white boy and I wasn't really into him anyway, he was also not really attractive on the eyes as well. So that was, like, a really distracting fuck. And honestly, the sex wasn't that good either. So it would seem that pink dick number nine, Dane, was also a dud. And last, but most certainly not least, was pink dick number 10, otherwise known as, wait for it, Brad. 
And you guys, listen, I take Seth back. Seth isn't the whitest name on this list. Brad is actually even whiter of a name. And I think this is the one that actually has to take the cake in regards to the whitest fucking name. And on that note, his looks actually were the most white boy-esque looking. Like he had that whole surfer vibe, the messy bleach blonde hair. He even was wearing like puka shells around his like fucking ankle, like an anklet, which I hadn't seen that in a very fucking long time. But, you know, God bless to each their own. But he had a really nice set of abs, I will say. So I just thought that this was going to be a really good encounter. And I was just really hoping that I could go back and at least one out of the 10 would be like successful in this little social experiment with this fucking pink dick challenge bullshit. But alas, Brad probably was the worst one because he probably had the best body because he wasn't as muscly as the other guy, but he definitely had a pretty stacked body. And when I say that he entered my ass and it was literally like two pumps and a cum, that doesn't even scratch the surface. Like, it literally was like less than 30 seconds of pumping before he came. And that was it. And that is my fucking list, you guys. 10 pink dicks, all unsuccessful in every, like, different way that you could possibly imagine. And you better rest fucking sure that when I walked back into High Tops one month later and met up with those same guys to report my results for the pink dick challenge that I had to apologize and tell them that on behalf of white people, if they hadn't experienced any of those sexual encounters, uh, that I was just apologizing in advance because that was some of the worst sex and the worst sex month that I have ever had in my life. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bossy power, bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Oh, okay. At least we learned that, at least for me, you guys can all have your white boys because after the 10 that I experienced in this pink dick challenge. I was not satisfied sexually at all whatsoever and fully justifies the entire notion of the idea that I will just resume my mind-blowing toe-curling sex with every other color in the rainbow. And you can have your fucking white boys. Keep them all. I will be doing just fine in my little world filled with melanin <laughs> but really, you guys, I just want to hear from you, the listeners. Like, what do you think? Like, have you guys actually had a super sexually awkward experience with white boys? And are you one of those gays that only likes white boys? Give me a call and tell me all about it at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in leave a message on the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline and tell me all about it. <laughs> oh my God, this was a hot ass mess if I've ever heard one. 
But you guys, listen, I just want to remind you, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show. And don't forget to check out the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle, the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And pick your piece for your upcoming gay or pride event. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn and I will take another pink dick challenge with 10 more white boys with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.